The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Megillah has been dedicated by our good friend Mr. Stephen and his wife Gila Israel, a charter member of our Daf Yomi Shi'ud, for the Hatzlacha of both sets of parents. And of course, their dear children. Hashem, Yishmerem, Vihayem, and Bezat Hashem, they should have continued success. Aslahav, Harvaha, Bechol, Maase, Yedehem. This Masechet also has been dedicated by Stephen and his wife, Le'ilun Nishmat Adel Bat Roza, and Le'ilun Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Hen Vichol Benot Israel Shachvot Amahem Vichol Rahamim Vasilichot Venomar Amen. Daf Chaf Bet. Today's Daf is being studied the Adinishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Begin today's Daf on Chaf Aleph Amud Shini. And we begin six lines. Actually, we start four lines from the bottom. Berashe Chodeshim Cholosim Moed Korin Arba'a. So we said on Rosh Chodesh, we send up four olim to the Sefer Torah. So the Gemara asks, Ba'amine Ula Bar Rav Mirava. Parashat Rosh Chodesh Ketzat Korin Ota. Parashat Rosh Chodesh. How do you divide it up amongst the four olim? Why? Sabit bnei Yisrael va'amarta lehem et korbani lachmi. That's the first paragraph that we read. Sabit bnei Yisrael. The havyan kemanya pesuke. That first paragraph has eight pesukim. Hechi na'abid. How are you going to split up eight pesukim? Nikre tere tlata tlata pesukim. If you're going to let the first two olim read three pesukim each, so you're going to end up having two pesukim left over in that paragraph. And we have a rule. Which means we're not allowed to leave at the end of the parasha two pesukim. The reason is because if somebody leaves after that, let's say, second aliyah, where there's two pesukim left in the parasha, they're going to think that the next aliyah is going to only read two pesukim and finish the paragraph. And that's already uh, going to lead to a mistake. So therefore, if you have eight pesukim in the parasha of Sabbat B'nai Yisrael, how do you divide it? If you're going to give the first guy two, three pesukim, the second guy three pesukim, and not allowed. Because then you left two pesukim left uh, to, the, to the paragraph, to the parasha. So the Gabbara says, fine. Nikre arba'a arba'a. So let the two first people that go up to the Sefer Torah reach read four pesukim each. So you knocked off that parasha. Pashulehu shiva. Now that leaves you seven more pesukim to read because the next paragraph is Ubiyoma Shabbat. That's two pesukim, and then you have Ubrashech Ochechem. That's five pesukim. So now you have two and five. How are you going to split the two and five amongst two more olim? So the Gemara says Ubiyoma Shabbat Aviantre. Right, the paragraph of Yom Shabbat is two more pesukim. Ubrashecho Jechem Havyan Hamisha. That's an additional five. Hechi Nabid Nikretere Mehavehad Mehanach. So maybe you'll tell me that the Shlishi that goes up, he reads the two pesukim of Ubrashecho Jechem, and then one pasuk of 
of Ugrashachot Shechem. So two and one, Kabbalah says, can't do that. And Matchilim Beparasha, Pachot Mishlosha Pesukim. Because once you begin a parasha, you're not allowed to begin a parasha unless you read at least three pesukim in. So you can't read two and one, one from the next parasha. Again, the same logic is, because the person that comes in late, he's going to say, oh, the guy before, you only read one pasuk. So therefore, when you start a new parasha, a new paragraph, you have to go three pesukim in. So the Gemara says, Likre tere meha, utlata meha. So let the Israel read two pesukim from and then three pesukim from I'm sorry, two pesukim from Ubi Shabbat and three pesukim from Ubrashachem. No, that doesn't work either. You're gonna end up leaving two pesukim to the by to the end of the parasha. And that's not allowed either. Because the person that walks out is gonna say the next guy's only reading two pesukim. So we're back to the question, how do you split up the reading of Rosh Chodesh? So this was the question that was asked. Ula asked this question to Ravah. So he says like this, Amar lo, zu lo shamati. I did not hear the law of Rosh Chodesh. However, ba shamati. Which means, similar case I heard. If you remember, we learned the Masik Ta'anit, the story of the Ma'amadot. What was the Ma'amadot? Um, <coughs> during the days of the week, there were special minyanim that was set up. They were called the minyan of the Ma'amadot. What did they do? They would fast. Besides that, they would read Sefer Torah and pray that their brother's korbanot would be accepted in the Beit HaMikdash. The Sefer Torah reading was Parashat Bereshit. Every day they'd read another chapter from Parashat Bereshit. So the Gemara said, Tetnan... On the first day, she says, That's on Sunday. They would read the Parashat Bereshit, etc. And the Parashat Bereshit, the first paragraph in Parashat Bereshit. They had to send three olim. So the Gemara says, Bereshit Mishnayim, they would split the paragraph of Bereshit, which is five pesukim, with two olim, Yirakiya be'ehad, and Yirakiya, which had three pesukim, they would give that to one ole. So we don't have a problem with Yirakiya. We have a problem. How do you split up Bereshit that has five pesukim? How do you split it amongst two people? Kibbutz so says, "Vavinan ba bishlama Yirakiya be'ehad ditlata pesukayavu." I understand Yirakiya, how you can send up one ole, just three pesukim. Ela Bereshit Bishnaim, Hamisha Pesukayavu. So what are you talking, the paragraph of Bereshit has five pesukim, I can just put it up amongst two people. Vitanya, we have a rule. We have a rule that when you send up somebody to the Torah, he has to read at least three pesukim. And on this we have a statement of Amuraim. Rav Amar Doleg, Ushmuel Amar Posek. Famous Ma'alog din Rav and Shmuel. Rav says, what are you doing in that case of the Ma'amadot? You're Doleg. Which means you repeat. The first uh, Oles reads 1, 2, 3. And the second Ole reads 3, 4, 5. So you're Doleg. Ushmuel says Posek. He says, no, you read 1, 2. And the third Pasuk you split in half. So you made from the third Pasuk 
two pesukim. So you read one, two, half, you make that new pasuk, and then you read the other half, four, five, for the next one. So I have a great mahalokit, how the ma'amadot are read. Do you employ the method of doleg, that's like rav, or do you employ the method of posek, like shemuel? So the Gemara says, Rav Amal Doleg, Rav says, Yedoleg, Ma'i Ta'ma Lo Amal Posek. Why, why doesn't he subscribe to Shemuel's opinion of Posek? Kasavar, Kol Pesukah De Lo Paskah Moshe, Ana No Paskin Ande. Listen, you can't just stop making up new Pesukim. Any Pesukim that Moshe Rabbeinu did not establish, did not make, you cannot make. So now, you're taking one Pesuk, the Moshe Rabbeinu put the soft Pesuk in a certain spot, and now you're splitting it into two pesukim. Can't do that, he says. Ushmoel amar paskin ane, and Shmuel says paskin ane. So the Gemara says, "Can that be?" Ve'amar Rabbi Hanina kara. Rabbi Hanina kara was the Rabbi Hanina, the reading teacher. Rabbi Hanina used to call him Rabbi Hanina kara, the one that used to teach mikra. He used to teach reading. Sar gadol ayali etz Rabbi Hanina gadol. He said I had a lot of pain in trying to get a heter from Rabbi Hanina gadol. What was he trying to get a heter for? Because he was teaching children. And the children, he cannot read for them an entire pasuk. It's too long for them. So then, but what does he do? What does he do? He would split the pasuk up in half, and then they would repeat. So he wanted a heter. Please, can I split the pasukim up? And Rav Hayna Gadol was very hesitant to give him a heter. And at the end, he only allowed me to split up the Pesukim, only for children, only because we're teaching them. So what does that mean? Really, to be forsaken, not allowed. And even for the children, uh, he had to get a heter to do it. So therefore, the Gemara Zahakot Shemuel be forsaken by the Ma'abadot. Read one, two, half, half, four, five. How can you do that? The Gemara is telling us a story over here that the Marina Gadol only allowed it because you're teaching children. So the Gemara says, wait. What was the reason why the Marina Gadol was met the children? To split the Pesukim in half? Because they have no choice. You have no option. So Shemuel will tell you, when you're reading the Mahmadot, you have no choice. That's the only option. So you'll tell me, why is that the only option? You can be Doleg. Why, why don't you just read 1, 2, 3, 3, 4, 5? So the Gemara says, Shmuel, Amar Posek, Ma'i Ta'amalo Amar Doleg. Kezira, Meshuma Nikhnasim, Meshuma Yotzim. He says, you can't read 1, 2, 3, and then the next one, they read 3, 4, 5. Why? You have two problems. The guy that's going to come in late, he's going to see the second one, read 3, 4, 5, he's going to say what? The guy before only read 2 Pesukim. That's already Gezerah uh, Meshuma Nikhnasim. The guys that come in late. And then you have a problem with Gezerah Meshuma Yotzim. Because if they read 1, 2, 3, then the guy who leaves early is going to say, oh, the next guy is only going to read 2 Pesukim. So therefore he says, that's a Gezerah. That you can't... And we never saw anybody matir this. Which means at least by the case of Fosek, we have a precedence that in a case where you're in a, uh, a situation you have no choice, Fosek is the option. But to start... Breaking the Gezerah of Nechnasim and Yotzim, we never saw anybody break that Gezerah. So therefore, Shemuel opted for Posek, because they know Efshar, but Rav held no. Kol Pesukat, lo Paskei Moshe, and lo Paskei, and you can't make it new Pesukim. Therefore, he waived the Gezerah of 
נכנסים ויוצאים for this situation. Comes the Gemara and says, "Metibet." We have a question. Parasha shel shisha pesukim. Okay, the parasha of six pesukim. Well, that's easy. Korin otah b'shnayim. You split up a two, three each. The shel hamisha pesukim biyachid. Five pesukim. Preferably, the best way to split it up is let one person read all five. The parasha of five pesukim. Karari shon shelosha. Now let's say in the parasha of five pesukim, for whatever reason, the first guy that went up, instead of reading all five, he read three. Now, put us in the dilemma here. So what does the second guy do? Hasheni kore shenai mi parasha zu. Let the second guy finish the two pesukim of that parasha. Ve'echad mi parasha acheret. And then start the next parasha and read one in the next parasha. Ve'yeshomim shelosha. And some say no. He reads the two to finish the parasha and three in the next parasha, based on the rule that we just learned, because you can't start a paragraph unless you're going to read at least three pesukim. Fine. But here's the question. But if you're telling me that there's options to be doleg, like Rab said, why did the Gemara say, if you have a parasha of five, you'll only send one guy up. If you have the option of doleg, Send two guys up. Which means that one, two, three, three, four, five. She says, Why would you tell me in the Braita? But you told me of a parasha five. How do you break up a parasha five? One order. Why one order? Did you have Doleg? Wasn't Doleg an option? So let him read one, two, three, three, four, five. Look at Rashi. Karari Shon Chelosha. Hashini Koreshanami Parasha Zuleman Damar Doleg Nidlog. He says, but the Gemara does not ask a question according to the one that says posek. Why? Which means like this. It's coming on the case where let's say the first guy read three. Right? Let's go in that case. First guy read three, which the Gemara's option in that case. Let the second guy read two and one or two and three. So the Gemara's question is, what do you mean? Let him be Doleg. If he read one, two, three, hope oh, it was still good. Let him read three, four, five. So I understand the question on the Mandamar Doleg. Rashi says, but according to the Mandamar Posek, it's not a question. Because what is he going to do? He read three already. You, you can't be Posek. He wasn't Posek. In Posek means read one, two, half. So therefore, Rashi says, this Gemara's question is not on the opinion that says Posek. Now, our Gerisa, if you look back at our Gemara, it says, Ulman damar posek nitzok. Now obviously, that she did not have that grisa. That she's learning that this question is dafka on the man damar that says, doleg. He doesn't have it on the opinion that says, posek. However, uh, Tosfot has a different uh, grisa. He learns the question is on both. The opinion that says, doleg, and the opinion that says, posek. How does Tosafot learn? So he says like this. Tosafot says like this. Tosafot has a question. Tosafot says like this. Haregam man da'amar posek. The opinion that says posek, let's say. Right? He split up the pasuk. Maskim, he agrees. Lefa'amim shedoleg. He'll agree that to the concept, sometimes you have to be doleg. Im en etagezeram mishumar khnasim vayyotsim. She's, let's say, 
if there would no be, not be a problem of Gezerat the Nechnasim and Yotzim, because that was his whole issue, because after Gezerat, he would say Doleg. Vekan, en anu yecholim netaken, ma sha'asu arishorim, shetowet the Yotzim, which means already the guy read three Pesukim. So now we can't fix this already. You left two, so already the Gezerat happened by itself, against our will. Which means, even according to the saying, you still should have been doleg in this case. Don't be posek. You can't be posek. I understand you can be posek. But at least be doleg. Why? Because you'll fix something. What will I fix? By reading three, four, five, so at least I'm I'm solving the problem of the guy that uh, that left. She's the guy that well, I read one, two, three. The guy that left, I can't help. The guy that left is finished. You see, there's there's two pesukim, uh, two pesukim. However, the guy that's uh, uh, walking walking in now, you can have a uh, issue over here because if I read what, if I read three, four, five. Now the first guy is going to think what? He only read two. So therefore he says like this. He's saying that really you should have been doleg to the earlier pasuk uh, in, in, in to read one, two, three and then go three, four, five. Kemara answers, Shani Hatam de Efshar Behachi. Kemara answers, it's different over there. It's different over there because it's, you're able to do that. Which means like this. We're talking about over here a regular perashah where there's five pesukim. It's a Monday or Thursday. You're not limited to read only those five pesukim. You're able to go into the next perashah. So therefore, if you have flexibility to read the next perashah, so read. Now read one, two, three. Let the next guy read. Four, five, one, two, three. Why would I tell him to be doleg? Once you have flexibility to read more pesukim, I'm not going to tell him to be doleg. However, in the ma'amadot, you're limited. This is what you got to read. You only have those five pesukim. You can't read further. So therefore, you have the option of only being doleg, which what the Gemara is really saying. When you have more pesukim at your disposal, read more. Why do you have to, why do you have to employ the nyan of doleg? On a Monday and Thursday, you're not limited how much you have to read. You have five pesukim, read more. We go and start reading the next parasha. But we're going to tell me now. You tell me on the Ma'amadot, they told me. On the first day you read, Bereshit Irakiya. So I can't start reading the next uh, Perashah. So that's why Doleg is not an option. Okay, good. Amar Bitanhum. Amar Bioshua ben Levi. Halakha ke Yesh Umrim. Halakha follows the Yesh Umrim. What does Yesh Umrim mean? Yesh Umrim in the Braita. The Braita said that if the first guy read three, the second guy reads two and one. Yeshomrim, two and three. We follow the opinion that says two and three. Why? Because we learned that already. Whenever you start a new parasha, you have to read at least three pesukim into that parasha. Ve'amar, Rabbi Tanhum, Amar of Yeshua ben Levi, Keshem she'en matchalim beparasha pachot megimel pesukim, kach en mishayirim beparasha pachot mishrosha pesukim. Just like you don't start a parasha. Less than three pesukim. So to you not allowed to leave by the end of the parasha. Less than three pesukim. So the Gemara says peshita. I don't know what I mean. That goes without saying. 
Why, why is it pasuk? Hashta uma adhalta. If you're telling me in the beginning of the parasha, dekam mekil tanakama. Tanakama is mekil. In the beginning of the parasha, only have to you can even read one. However, mahmide yeshomrim. Yeshomrim is mahmide. That even the beginning of the parasha, you have to start at least three pesukim. Shiure. When it comes to the end of the parasha, the mahmir tanakama. Tanakamaz agrees with that, that at the end of the parasha, you have to leave three pesukim. Although most of the Yisraelim is going to be mahmir. Which means when it came to leaving three pesukim to the end, even Tanakamaz says, you have to leave three pesukim to the end. So if you tell me Alakaz like Yeshomrim by the beginning, that you have to leave three, so, Kosheken, Vadai, you have to tell me that you have to leave at the end. Because everybody agrees in that case. Jeez, if you tell me in the beginning, where Tanakama argues, mm-hmm. but you said, Omrim. Certainly, when it comes to the soft Perasha, where Tanakama agrees, Vadai Yesh Omrim is going to say that you have to leave three Pesukim. The only argument was in the Hathana. But at the, the, the end of the parasha, everybody agrees. What do you have to tell me? Halakha. Kishem, just like you have to leave three pesukim in the beginning, you have to leave at the end. But die. If you're telling me you're going like Yeshomrim in the beginning, of course he's going to say you go like Yeshomrim at the end. Because that's the Kula Alba. Because I know, Mao de Tema, because I tell you like this. Nikhdasim Shikhihe. People coming late is Shikhihe. That's prevalent. Yotzim lo shechihe, but people leaving in the middle of the Sefer Torah, that's not so prevalent. Why? The Marhei Sefer Torah and Afkeh, well, they leave the Sefer Torah. So therefore, where's a bigger gezerah? There's a big gezerah, I would say, on the people that are coming in late, right? So the people coming in late, that's why when the beginning of the parasha, you got to be at least three pesukim in, because the guy that walks in late, what's going to happen? He's going to think if he only read two Pesukim into the Perashah, oh, the guy before, he only read two. So I got to solve the guy that's coming in late. But the guy that's coming, uh, guy's leaving early, right? That's not so common. The guy walks out, leaves Sefer Torah. So I might say, you know what? You can leave two Pesukim towards the end of the Perashah. Right, when the guy leaves, he's going to think, hey, it's not so common that a guy leaves. So maybe don't make a gezera on the guy that's leaving early. Because who's going to leave the Sefer Torah? Kamash Ma'alan. That what? Make a gezera as well. So therefore, just like you can't leave three, you have to leave. You have to read three in the beginning of the parasha. You have to leave three at the end. At the end of the parasha, even though it's not maybe so prevalent for a guy to leave, but still doesn't matter. If a guy leaves, he's going to think you only read this guy's going to read two. So you have to solve that problem as well. Oh, so the Gemara says, What's the reason why he says you don't have to leave three pesukim in the beginning? So just read one. At the beginning of the parasha, Tanakama holds. You don't have to read three pesukim in the beginning of the parasha. What's the reason? The law mishum yotzim, which means he holds that you don't have to be mishayir because of yotzim. He says it's not so common that a guy is going to go out. So at hule, like I read again, I read again. The Tanakama ma'ishra shiure delo. Why does he say? At the end of the parasha, you're not allowed to leave less than three pesukim. Mishum yotzim, because he's worried about yotzim. Correct? Which means if a guy's going to walk out, he says, huh? the only reading, next guy's reading two pesukim, which is Tanakama subscribes to the yotzim, mm-hmm. right? So, so why is it in the beginning of the parasha, 
You should also have to leave three pesukim. But he said, no, it can be one parasha at the beginning. Why do you worry about nichnasim? The nichnas is going to walk in and say, oh, the guy before only read one or two. To your rabbis, you're telling me at the mm. end of the parasha, you're concerned about the three pesukim rule. Why are you worried? Because of yotzim. If you're going to leave two pesukim to the end of the parasha, the guy's going to leave you and say, oh, the next guy's only going to read two. two. Beautiful. So you're worried about yotzim. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you worried about nichnasim? So the Gabra says, Amre, they say a logic like this. Man The guy that enters, he can ask. So if the guy's going to walk in, he's going to see them starting from the second pasuk of the parasha. He's going to ask, hey, what happened? What happened to the guy, the guy before? He only read one pasuk? He said, no, 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 no. He read three pasuk. Uh-huh. I'll explain it to him. But the guy that's Yotzeh, he's not asking questions. He's not what to ask. He's not what to ask. He left. Which is, he sees there's two pesukim left to the parasha. He says, oh, I'm, I'm unbelievable. The next guy's only with two pesukim. He walks out. <laughs> However, according to the Niknasim, what are you worried? A guy's going to walk in. He's going to see there's two pesukim that were, read that were read. And this guy starts from the third pasuk of the parasha. So he's going to say, oh, what's going on here? The, the last guy read only two pesukim. The third day his name in the shul. I thought, hey, fellow, what happened over here? This guy read the, the only two pesukim? I thought, no, 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 no. He read from uh, the parasha before as well. So therefore, they're not worried about nechnasim because they can ask. But they're worried about yotzim because they're not going to ask. Comes again, what says? Shalach le rabah bereh, the rabah the rabah Yosef. Okay, now back to the question of doleg or posek. What do we do? Shalach le ilcheta doleg. Number one, the law is doleg. Dolgan. And it's the middle aliyah that is Doleg. Now what does that mean? The Ashinans were talking about the Ma'amadot. We're going back to Ma'amadot. How do you split up Parashat Bereshit, which is five Pesukim? Doleg. And who's Doleg? The middle. That makes sense to say middle because when you have three Olim, Ma'amadot is three Olim. So there's a middle. Who's the middle? The second guy. That means the Kohen. For the first order reads three. Second reads three, four, five. And then the Shilishi reads the three Pesukim of Yirakiyah. That's the next one. Beautiful. That's how the she learns. Only problem is, according to this, we started this whole Gemara trying to figure out how to read on Nosh Chodesh. So the Gemara came along and said, well, Rabbi said, I didn't hear the law of the Shodesh really, but I have a law regarding a similar, a similar law by Ma'amadot. Beautiful, so you give it all Ma'amadot story. Now the Gibran's conclusion is, So the older Yishorim, the Hadush Aran says, first of all, you didn't answer the Shodesh question that we started with. And secondly, What do you mean, Halakha? There was no Ma'amadot in the times of uh, these rabbis. What do you mean? The Halakha is Doleg, Mimsa'i Doleg. What do you mean? This is Halakha for who? There's Ma'amadot today, there's Betta Bikdash today. The Gemara usually give a Halakha only on something that applies. So the Haran wants to learn that this Halakha is going back on Oshodesh. Ah, so Halakha Doleg. And who's Doleg Imsa'i? Is there an Imsa'i with four Oli? No. So he says, yeah. Anybody in between, which is after the first guy and the fourth guy, so there's the middle. So who's the middle guy over in this case over here? The second guy. So therefore, the second guy is Doleg. And that's how we read. The first parasha of Salat Ben Eishan has eight pesukim. So what do we do? The first Ole reads one, two, three. Okay? Then the second Ole reads three, four, five. Now what are you gaining by that? By reading three, four, five? Because now you, you, there's at least three pesukim to the end of the parasha. You have six, seven, eight. So therefore, you have no problem. So therefore, the next order reads six, seven, eight, one, two, because Yom Shabbat has two pesukim, and then the fourth order reads Ubrashe Hotchechem, that has five pesukim, and therefore you have no problem. So it's doleg, 
And it's Imsa'i Doleh. Again, so it's the first Oleh, one, two, three. Second Oleh, three, four, five. Third Oleh, six, seven, eight, one, two. Because we want to, otherwise that Perasha uh, is going to stand alone. So they will read the Tehrim to give him two Peskim as well. The last Oleh, you read the Perasha. Because that's the Doleh, Likabe, Rosh Chodesh. Yamara continues. So we said, any day it is Musa, we send a four olim to the Sefer Torah. So we give us a question. If you have a Ta'anit Sibur, how many people do you send up to the Sefer Torah? So the Mishnah didn't discuss Ta'anit Sibur. So the Mishnah didn't discuss Ta'anit Sibur. So therefore we said, four. So maybe you should only send up three. You don't have a korban musaf, but you have an extra tefillah. Which extra tefillah do we say on, on the Tarit Sibur? Anenu. So therefore, could be the extra tefillah warrants an extra ole. So the Gemara says, Tashema. Berashe Chodashim Chodashil Mu'ayid. The Mishnah said, Anosh Chodashim Chodashil Mu'ayid, Korin Arba'a. Implying what? Hab Tarit Sibur, Shilosha. Because it only said, Rosh Chodesh and Cholamoyed, implying Tanit Sibur, no. Kibraz, no, Emaresha. I'll bring an implication the opposite from the beginning with the Mishnah. Beshini, Bahamishi, Beshabat, Bimincha, Kurim Shilosha. On Monday, Thursday, and Shabbat, Mincha, you read three. Ha Tanit Sibur, Arba'a. I can make an implication and say, Tanit Sibur, four. So from the Mishnah, it goes either way. You cannot be Midayek either way. Tashema. Well, we have a story now. Listen to the story. Rav came to Babel with Ta'anit Sibur. Okay. So it was a first day. Kam kara b'sifra. So they gave him an aliyat to the Sefer Torah. Patah barikh. So he said, Barakal yishunah shel baharbanam kol amin. Hatim velo barikh. However, he did not make barakah aharonai. He did not say, Hashem natalnanu, turatot turatemet. Naful kul alma an payu. Now after the Amidah was over, everybody made the filat apayim, which is they, they, they uh, put their head down by saying the tahanunim. Verav lo nafal alapim. And Rav did not make the filat apayim. did not put his head down to make the filat apayim. So they give it an analyze. Mechti. Rav bi Yisrael kara. Rav was Yisrael. So he must have got the aliyah shilishi. They gave him aliyah shilishi. Mai ta'ama hatam velo barikh. So how can we make a barakah harunah? How come it is a shenatanano? Love me shum de bail mikre aharina batre. Because must be there was another ole that's going to go up after him. Didn't we learn in the Mishnah that in the olden days the Kohen would make the first beraka and the last ole would make the last beraka? So we solved it. Must be there's four olim. Because Rav was in Babel on the first day. We know the facts. Fact number one, he was Israel, Rav. Okay? So they must have gave him Aliyah Israel. How do I know that? Because he made Beracha Rishona, right? But he did not make Beracha Aharona. Why, why did he make Beracha Aharona? Meaning, because must be he knew there's going to be another Oleh. So that must be there's going to be a Rivi'i. So the Gemara says, Lo. So no, what are you talking First of all, Rav Bekahanekin. Rav went up Kohen. That's why he made the first Beracha. Right. Now, how do you go up Kohen? He's not a Kohen. So the Gebra, that's no problem. They are Ravuna Kare Bekane. So we know even Ravuna, who was not a Kohen also, they used to give him Aliyah Kohen. 
So the Gemara says, "Bishta Maravuna Karebikani." I just wonder when the Maravuna Aliyat Kohen. Te'afilu Rab Amev Rab Ase. The Kani Ashibedar Adi Israel. Even the great rabbis were Kohanim. Rab Amev Rab Ase were Kohanim. In Israel, Mechav Chayfu Leid Ravuna. They subjugated themselves to Ravuna. And Alakha says that if a person is Israel, but he's the Gadol Ador. You give me even Aliyad, go ahead. So I have no problem with Ravuna. Ravuna, even the great rabbis who are Kohanim in Israel, they subjugate themselves to Ravuna. El Arav, Haika Shemuel, the Kaanahava. What do you mean? Where Rav was in Bavet, there was another great Kohen, his name was Shemuel. Vedaber Ale, Shemuel, Vedaber Ale. Vedaber Ale, as she says, that he was treated higher than Rav. So Shemuel was greater than Rav, we're assuming. So therefore, if Shemuel was greater than Rav, I could have taken the Aliyah, he's not the Gadol. Shemuel was a Kohen, is greater than him. So the Gemara says, Shemuel dame mechafa vechaifel el Rav. Even Shemuel, he subjugated himself to Rav. Why? The Gemara says, because there was a story over there once, that Rav was coming uh, from Eris Yisrael to Babel. Rav had stomach problems. So Shemuel was like a doctor. So Shemuel saw that the Rav had stomach problems. He was going to help him. What did he do? He invited him to his house. And he gave him beer to drink. Mm. And like baits. All uh, foods that would cause him to have to go to the uh, to bathroom. Like a right, laxative. Exactly. But he didn't show him the bathroom. On purpose. Because he wanted it to work on his stomach. In order to... To, 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 to then, uh, you know, uh, to, 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 do, to do its work. That was his medical thing. After he, so he showed it. He says, well, you mitzahir me over here? So he's, after he was mitzahir, Rav, Rav cursed Shemuel, he didn't have any children. <laughs> so therefore, after he realized that Shemuel did it for his good, so therefore, even though, uh, uh, so therefore from that, then on, Rav uh, would uh, acquiesce to uh, Shemuel. Which means he would give kavod uh, to Shemuel. So the Gemara says, uh, uh, really, the Gemara says Shmuel was mechav vechayfel leRav. Really, he was mechav chayif leRav. Shmuel was really under Rav. However, the Ravu daavad lekavod, which is but Rav gave him kavod. Why Rav gave him kavod? Because he cursed him that time. So therefore, really, Rav was greater than Shmuel. But because of that story, Rav would give him kavod. However, the Gemara says vechi avid lebefanav. Why did he give him kavod? When he was in front of him. However, Shalom B'farav, no Avidle. But when he wasn't in front of him, he didn't give him the Kavod. And therefore, where was Rav over in the story? Rav was in Bavel. What does it tell us where he was in Bavel? Rashi tells us, uh, Shmuel was in Nehardi'ah. The city of Nehardi'ah. Rav over here in this story was not in the city of Nehardi'ah. He was in a different city in Bavel. Could be he was in Pupedita. So therefore, really he was able to get the Aliyah of Kohen. Why was he able to get the Aliyah of Kohen? Because he only gave Kavod to Shemuel in front of him. But not in front of him, he would take the Kavod. Oh, so now, so far, we have no proof for Tanit Shimur for Olim. Because I'll tell you, Rav went up Kohen. Now it makes sense why he made the Berakha Rishonah, and he did not make the Berakha Aharonah. Because that's the real law. So the Gemara says... Makes sense that he went up Kohen. This Alkada Tach Israel Kara. Fitami went up Israel. Lefanea Maim Evarech. Maik Tama Barich. Right? If you tell me went up Israel, why did he make the Berachari Shona? Because if you tell me the original Takana was the Kohen makes the Berachari Shona and the last guy makes the Berachah Arona. 
If you tell me went up Yisrael, why would he make the Beracha Rishona? So the Kabbalah says, no, no, no. Le'achar takana. We're talking about over here, I can tell you, he went up Yisrael, really. And the reason why I made the Beracha Rishona is because it was after the takana. Remember we said, they made a takana, that for now on, every order goes up, has to say Beracha Rishona, and Beracha Harona. So the Kabbalah says, what are you talking about? Iyachye, if you tell me it's after the takana, le'achareha, nami lebarech. After the takana, you should have made Beracha Harona as well. So the Kabbalah says, Shani hecha diativ rav. It's different where rav was. Why? De me'ayel aileh. Mefag lo Which means when rav is praying, people might come in late. However, nobody leaves early. What's the reason why you have to make a beracha harona? Today, right? Every order means berachah shuvah karona. The reason why you have to make a berachah rishona is the guy's going to come in late. If you don't make a berachah rishona, he's going to say, "What? Did I make a berachah sefer Torah?" Good. Why do you have to make a berachah harona? You have to make a berachah harona because if a guy uh, leaves early, he say, "What? Did I make a berachah harona?" So therefore, it, when Rav is praying, I'm not worried about guys leaving. No one's leaving early in front of Rav. So therefore, I'm not uh, concerned that you have to worry about Berakah Harona. So therefore, really, I can tell you that this was after the Takana, but, and what's after the Takana mean? Really, after the Takana means they made Berakah Rishona, Berakah Harona. Oh, so how come Rav only made Berakah Rishona? Because when Rav's in the Minyan, you're not worried about people leaving early. So therefore, you don't have to worry about the Berakah Harona. But what? Even if you want to say one up Israel, you have no proof that there was a Rivi'i. No, you have to end it. That's what I'm telling you. Even if you want to say one up Israel, he made Berakhari Shona, and it was after the Takana. He made Berakhari Shona because of Gizram Mishum and Nasim, a guy comes in late. But he didn't make Berakhari Harona, not because there was going to be another Ole. He didn't make Berakhari Harona because you're not, well, I really this is the last Aliyah could be. But what? You don't got to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about anything. Oh, but wait. But wait. If you're going to tell me, if you're going to tell me that it was the uh, last Aliyah, he should have made Berakha Harona. Because that's the, that's according to everybody. Yeah, you have to make a Berakha Harona. Because that's the, uh, can I only have to say one up, uh, Kohen. He went up Kohen. Ah, oh, why did he make a Berakha Harona? Because Takana, you're not worried about why did he make a Berakha Harona? Because I'm not worried about Yotzi. So therefore the Ma'aseh, Rav went up Aliyah to Kohen. How did he go up Kohen? He's allowed to, he's got on the door. What do you mean? Shemuel was uh, uh, also a Kohen. Uh, Shemuel also humbled himself in front of Rav. I know, we know Rav gave him Kavod. He only gave him Kavod in front of Rav. He didn't. So he took Aliyat Kohen. So the Gabbana said, he took Aliyat Kohen. So he told me, it was after the Takana. After the Takana, he should have made two Berachot. No, he didn't have to make two Berachot. You worry about people that are leaving. Where Rav is, they're scared of Rav. Well, anybody's going to walk out of the room when, when Rav is there. Therefore, your team, you don't have the was able to make one Berakah. But we still didn't answer the question. How many Olim do you send up? So the Gibbara says, Tashema. Zaklal. Any day. That. It's a working day. And therefore, by lengthening the prayers, you're going to cause the people to lose out on work. Kegon. Okay, clear statement. First day you're allowed to work. Therefore, we don't want to send up four olim because it's too long. 
So therefore we send up three Odim, you know, there's no problem of Bitul Melacha Vishen, but Bitul Melacha Le'am. Now on a day that there's no Bitul Melacha, Kegon, Rashi Chodashim V'Chaloshul Mu'ayin, Korin Arba'a. Now, on the Chodash Chola Mu'ayin we read four, four. How come? Because there's no problem of Bitul Melacha. Why is there no problem of Bitul Melacha? So that she tells me over here, because even on Nosh Chodesh, the ladies have the custom not to work. And that she brings me a whole long uh, story over here, proving to me why the ladies got Nosh Chodesh as a holiday for themselves. Let's read that inside that she. Look at that she, that she Chodeshim. En bo Bitul Melacha kol kach. She'en anashim osot melacha bahen. The reason why the ladies got Rosh Chodesh as a holiday for themselves, 12 days a year, because when the Jewish people, the men did the Egel, they gave all their uh, gold. So they went to their wives. Give me your jewelry so we can do the Egel. What did the wives tell them? We're not going to watch Mahavodah Zarah. So God saw their loyalty, they didn't want to give their jewelry for the Avodah Zarah. So Borei Olam gave them a holiday. Which holiday did they give them? Rosh Chodesh. Look at the continuing Rashi in the parentheses. Very interesting. To Svot. Vani Matzad the Perek Mem Hed the Barai to the Bedi Aizu Shamu and Nashi. We're not going to tell them the Baalim. They don't want to give their jewelry to their husbands. Ela Amru Lehem Adem Lotzim Lasot Pesel Masicha She'en Bo Kowah Latzil. Why you want to go worship Avodah Zarah that has no strength to save us? Then I tell the Kadosh Baruch Hu Sechanat Shel Nashim Ba'olam Azeh. God gave them a reward. Shiu Mishmarot Mishamirot Lashem Avodashim Yotem Min Anashim. In Olam Azeh, God gave them. Twelve holidays, the twelve Rashi Odashim. Right. And in the Olam Abba, they're going to get reward also that they're going to be rejuvenated, like the new month that the moon rejuvenates every month. And Abba Tadesh Kanesh and Neoraichi, who mikram misayyo. That Rashi brings a pasuk to prove that the holiday is for the ladies. What Rosh Chodesh is considered a holiday. Dichtiv, Ashin Nistati Sham Beyom Maaseh. It says in the Pasuk over here, it calls the day before Rosh Chodesh. This Pasuk was referring to the day before Rosh Chodesh. In the case of, right, where Shaul was uh, inviting uh, David to come to uh, eat uh, at his table. He used to eat at his table, of Shaul's table on Rosh Chodesh. The Pasuk says, Bahar Chodesh. Right, tomorrow is Rosh Chodesh. So on this day, was was Rosh Chodesh when this Pasuk was written. What is it called the day before Rosh Chodesh? Yom HaMa'aseh. The day of work, implying the day tomorrow, which is not considered. Yom Ma'aseh. So that she says, That's the day of Chol. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, fine. So therefore, the only question is like this. So you tell me, Rosh Chodesh is a day when we're not worried about Bitul Melacha because the ladies. Ladies don't work. Therefore, you can send up for only. The question is, uh, what does that mean? So the ladies don't work. What does that got to do with the, with the men? Who goes to the, to, to, to the shul? The men. The men go to work on Rosh Chodesh. So what is this telling me? Oh, Rosh Chodesh is really not so much uh, bitul uh, melacha. The ladies don't work. Who listens to the Sefer Torah? The ladies or the men? Men. The men, generally speaking. So therefore, there is bitul melacha. So what, what, what's that you talking about? So there's a uh, an unbelievable Ture event. The two day even says over here a uh, tremendous hadush. They all ask this question on uh, Rashi. So the two day even says like this: Sha'afa zikharim asurim ba'asiyat melacham be'ikaradin. 
even the men are surah of Chodesh, meikar adin, ve'lo mishu minhag, not because only minhag, ve'hu davka bezman shabet ha'mitash kayam, but it's only applied when the Beit HaMikdash was around. Why? Bepnei ha-musafim shekeribim bo Hashem leko Yisrael, ubiyom she'adam makrif korban hu asur b'melacha. Which means we have a rule. Anosho is the korban musaf. Who's the korban musaf being brought for? Otla Yisrael. And we have a rule. Anytime somebody's korban is being brought, on that day it's a yom tov for them. So therefore, since there was a special korban musaf, really, in the times of the Mekdash, the men meikaradin had to keep Rosh Chodesh. So as if to say, it's really a day where really nobody works. Not the men, and not the ladies. Therefore, since there's really no bitun melakam be'ikaradin, they gave an extra aliyah. Now what about Chola Mu'id? Well, Chola Mu'id really not allowed to work. There is work that you're allowed to do, it's davar avid. But this is, that's not, uh, it's a rare case, let's say, right? It's a, only davar avid, financial laws. So therefore the rabbis were able to add an extra aliyah, because there's not regular work on Holam, but only davar uh, avid. Okay, continue. Shmak proof positive that what? That you only read three on Ta'anit Sibur. Now, Gemaraz says, Amar Vashe, Ba'ana, Lotan Anache. What does it mean? But Amishnah doesn't say that. It says, Zeya Klal, remember the Mishnah gave a rule. Kol yom shiyesh bo musaf, ve'enu yom tov, kolin arba'ah. What was the rule? Any day that has musaf, and not a yom tov, you read four. Now what do you need a rule for? When the Mishnah, when the Mishnah gives you a rule, it's got to come and include something. La'atu yemai, la'av la'atu ye, ta'anit sibur v'tashabiaf. It must be coming to include, ta'anit sibur v'tashabiaf. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have Musaf, but it has Musaf Tefillah. It says Anenu. Mm-hmm. So therefore, yeah, when the Mishnah comes along, it says, this is the rule. Any day that has Musaf, and it's not a Yom Tov, there's four. Doesn't Tarit Sibur fit that uh, mode? It it's not a Yom Tov, and it has Musaf. It's not a Korban Musaf, or Tefillah Musaf, but it has Anenu. It has an extra Tefillah. So the Mishnah is Mashma, that that line of Zayak class coming to tell me Tarit Sibur has four. That's against what we said. Okay, Rabbi Sheh, that's how you learn the Mishnah? That Tani Sibur has four? Who's the author of the Mishnah? Lord Tanakama, Lord Rabbi Yosef. Why? What's the, what's the opinions? The Tanya, Haliyot Beshini Ubahamishi. Let's say you have a Tani Sibur that falls out on a Monday or Thursday. So what's the law? Well, Monday and Thursday you're reading Sefer Torah anyway. Okay. Right? So what does it say in the Braita? Korin Shilosha, Umaftir Ehad. You read, you send up three olim, and the third one is the maftir. Meaning in the old days, on Tanisim, they read haftarah. So they said, you read three, and the third one reads the haftarah. So that's on a Monday and Thursday, because anyway you have three olim. Right? So therefore the Tanisim falls on a Monday and Thursday, you send up three. But shirishu, but if the Tanisim falls on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, kore ehad u maftir ehad. You just send up one olim, and he's the maftir. Rabbi Yosei Omer, le'olam korim shilosha maftir ehad. He says, no, whenever the Tarit Sibur comes out, even on a Tuesday and Thursday, you send up three, and the Maftir is the third one. Right. But bottom line, you don't see any opinion that says four. Right. So how could you tell me, according to Rabbi Ashid, that he's learning the Mishnah, when it said, Zayaklal, it's coming to include, Yom Shiyesh Bo Musaf Tefillah, and not Yom Tov, what are you going like? The only opinions we have on this is Rabbi Yosef Terekama. It's either you send up one Oleh on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, or three. We haven't found an opinion yet that says you send up four. So the question is, what's the Zayaklal coming to include right. there? What do you need a rule? Right. Zayaklal, kol shiyesh, kol shiyesh bo musafim bo yom tov. Yeah. What is it coming to include? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Right.
It's not a Yom Tov, so it's coming to tell me those days get four Olim. Okay. Okay, what are you talking about? Habehejek Ketanila. The Mishnah says those yeah. cases explicitly. Berashiyah Vodashim Umu'ed, Korin Arba'ah. So what's the Zach like coming to tell me? Okay, but as the answer, Simana Be'alma Yehiv. The Gemara just, you're right. It says it explicitly, but it's giving you a way to remember it. It's giving you the, the rule, so you can now uh, remember oh, it it's easily. It's not coming to add anything. It's just coming to make a rule out of things that were already stated. Why? The law tema, because you might have argued something like this. Yom Tov v'chodosh shil mo'ed ki hadad ininu. Because you could argue, say, you know what? Yom Tov v'chodosh mo'ed, it's similar. Because isn't the Cholamu'ed the same holiday? Just Pesach. And Yom Tov, how many olim do you send up on Pesach? Yom Tov, five. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, Cholamu'ed, Cholamu'ed Pesach, it's one holiday. Mm-hmm. So I might have argued that Cholamu'ed is like Yom Tov, and therefore I would send up also five. Therefore the Mishnah had to give you a klal. What's the klal? Ela nekot hai klala biyadecha. Which means, every day that has an extra advantage to the day, you add an extra aliyah. And therefore, that's an extra advantage over a Monday and Thursday. So that we add in all that. That's an extra advantage. On Yom Tov, you have forbidden work. You had an aliyah. On Yom Kippur, if a guy goes to work, it's not just a lot of There's a punishment of karet. You had an aliyah. Six. Shisha. Shabbat, Ika Isus Sekila. Shabbat. Shabbat, which is more severe, which you get Isus Sekila, you get seven. But the, the, the when it's so different, when you go back to Amishnah, it says like this. Rosh Chodesh, four. Four. Zaklal. Any day it is Musaf and not Yom Tov, four. What is it coming to include? Nothing. It's coming to explain Rosh Chodesh and Cholam What do you mean? It says it explicitly. Because you might have thought Cholam is like Yom Tov. Because it's all the same holiday. Kamashwa, no, no, no. If it's not a Yom Tov, you don't get, you don't get five. Mm-hmm. You only get four. So that includes Cholam How much you do on a Talit Sibur? Three. Comes the and says. We go back to that story of Rav. Now we're just going to discuss one more point. Gufa, Rav ikra'a li babel b'tani tzibur. He says, Rav went to babel on a tani tzibur. Kam kara b'sifra. Okay, went up to that Sefer Torah. We said he went up Kohen. Patach barich. He made berakha rishona. Chatam velo barich. Why did he make a berakha harona? So we explain, because nobody's walking out where Rav is. Good. Naful kule aman payu. Everybody that made nefilat apayim. What does nefilat apayim mean? Which means they, they put their head down. Which means they went uh, in the olden days when they would say Anna uh, Viduim, they would do Benifilat Apaim. They would actually go down on the floor. And they would put their head down on the floor and make Viduim. So say, everybody did that. Viraf lo nafil al anpe. But Rav didn't do it. So the Gebra asks, My ta'ma Rav lo nafil al anpe. Why did he do it? So the Gebra says, Dispatch Lavani my ta'. Because in the synagogue that they were praying and the floor was made out of stone. Oh, so what's the problem? We have a rule. Vitanya, the even mesquit, meaning covering. Mesquit is the cover. Covering the floor with stone. You're not allowed to bow on the stone floor outside the Metamikdash. If he's in the Metamikdash, that's special. But outside the Metamikdash, because it was stone. But outside the Metamikdash, asur. Alea iyata mishtachavet ba'atzechem. 
on it, on the stone, you cannot bow in your land. But in the Beit HaMikdash, when the Torah said it's Asur, it's only sitting a stone floor. Good. So the Gabbara's question is, what were they doing? Did they Rav didn't bow on the, make the Filat because why? He's got the stone in the floor rule, you're not allowed. But it says everybody else was. Gabbara asks, Rav? Why'd you choose Rav as an illustration? Everybody should have been Asur. Gabbara says, Kameh Rav Havai. In front of Rab, that's where the stone was. The whole shoe wasn't stone. Where Rab was standing, there was stone in front of him. So he couldn't make the filat abayim. Where they were standing, it was uh, carpeted. Exactly. So the Gemara says, V'lizir l'gabes sibura v'linpol al abeh. So Rab, move. Go where they are. They're standing over there. Walk towards them and make the filat abayim where they are. The Gemara says, Lo ba'il l'mitrach sibura. Because all of them are already on the floor already. If Rav's going to walk to them, what do they have to do? They have to stand up. Because the rabbi is walking by. He didn't want to burden them now. They have to get up for him. So he stood in his place. There's a stone in front of him. So he didn't make the filat apayim. So the Gabbara says, For another interpretation. Alternate interpretation. Rav pishut yadayim v'raglayim hava avid. Which means, when Rav used to make the filat apayim, he didn't just make the filat apayim. His custom was when you go down, down. you go down fully. Pishut yadayim v'naglam, which is he would prostrate, prostrate his hands, fully extended out, and his legs out like lying down. I'm not lying down on the floor. That's how we do it. And what? Uchdeula. The Amar Ola lo asrat Torah ela pishut yadayim v'naglam bilvad. Which means, according to the Torah law, the way Ola learns, what aren't you allowed to do on a stone floor? All the floor. That pishut yadayim v'naglam. And that was Rav's custom. Mm. So therefore, oh. he couldn't uh, go all the way down. Which is really, I'll tell you... You're not supposed to go really, all the way Really, according to the st- story over here, to make the filat apayim, you're allowed. And that's why those uh, congregants over there, they made the filat apayim because it's really permissible. Oh, so how come Rav didn't do it? Because he has got the filat apayim. And that's what's asur. Right. So the Gemara then says, Vilipun ala peh. Okay, so don't do pishutidavreglaim. Do the Yeah. At least do something. Correct. Kabbalah says lo mishani liminhage. No, he doesn't want to change the minhag. His minhag was not to do it, so he doesn't want to change from his minhag, so he didn't uh, do anything. Okay, so we have two understandings of what was going on here. Kabbalah tried to say what the stone was in front of Rav, right? So the Gabbara says, the stone is in front of Rav, so what, what they go, we'll go over there. They don't want to go over there, because there's one of Matiyah Sibud, they stand up for him. Yeah, they're already lying down at the top. Okay, good. Second answer, not really, Rav was a Pishut Yadayim V'raglayim. That was his custom. And he didn't want to change from his custom, so that's why they were okay. For doing the... Uh, their type of Nifat Their type of Nifat was fine, which is, I can tell you, there were stones yeah. by them as well. There was stones by them as well, but the Rav didn't want to do uh, a change of his menag. So the Gemara says, Another answer, Adam Hashuv Shani. So I can tell you like this. The reason why Rav did not want to do Nefilat uh, Apayim, because he's Adam Hashuv. And we have a rule. An Adam Hashuv cannot make Nefilat Apayim unless he's certain he's going to get answered. Because otherwise, it's going to be Hilul Hashem. Wow. So Sadiq goes and Matriya himself, and he goes all the way down, and he puts his head on the floor. 
you better be certain you're going to be answered because if you're not wow. answered, it's like I was hey, look at the tzaddik. He went all the way down. He made for the buying, and he wasn't. So Rab didn't want to. Wow. Rab didn't want to do that. Why? Well, Gemara says, "Kedrabi el azad, damar bi el azad, en adam hashuv rashali polam panav, ela imkin yarnak Yeshua benun." Unless he's certain that he's going to get answered like Yeshua benun. Why? Well, what was the story there? Yeshua benun had a story over there after the war of the Ayin. Somebody took some of the spoils, and the Jewish people, it was a plague. Mm-hmm. So now Yeshua was trying to find out who, who did it, mm-hmm. so the plague could stop. So he was, he made the Filat Tapayin. So what happened after he made the Filat Tapayin? What does Borealam tell Yeshua? Tiktiv. Yeshua, kum lecha. Jesus, get up. Jesus, you answered. So therefore, which means, as if to tell him he's answered. So therefore, nice. what do you see over here? You have to be careful. Adam Hashu, so there really was no problem of the Tapayim. The only problem is Pichu and Raglaim. And there was stone everywhere in the synagogue. So they were okay to do the Nifilat Tapayim. So what was the problem then? Rav at least make Nifilat Tapayim. So the first answer is that he doesn't want to change from his minhag. Second answer, they don't care about the his minhag. He is Adam Hashuv. He has to be careful not to make the Hadul Hashem. So the Gebra says, Tarul Banan. Kida al Apayim. What is Kida? There's a certain type of uh, bowing. It's called Kida. Kida is on your face. What does that mean? Very quickly, what they would do is they would take their thumbs, they would stand straight. Let's say a person standing straight, right? Bend all the way down, all the way down, with your thumbs touching the ground and your face in the ground. In the ground. Okay, that's the way they would uh, do the kida. Okay, so it's very hard. It's all the way that your face actually touching the ground and you're leaning forward. And the pressure's on your thumbs. Okay? Kida al apayim. So the Gemara says, Shnei Emar, Vatikot bat sheva apayim, Aris. This is what sheva did kida. What's the kida? Apayim, her face, Aris. On the ground. Kidia, whenever it says kidia, al brikayim. That's bending the knees. Vechenu omer mikirowa al brikav. Okay? Hishtahabaa, whenever it says hishtahabot, zupishut yadayim viraglayim. That means totally... Extending your hands and legs. How do we know Shnei Emar? When the brothers told Yosef, Havo, Navo, Ani, Vimecha, Vachel, Lishtachavot, Becha, Arza. Lishtachavot is what? Arza. Which means when you're totally straight, flat on the ground. So the Gabbara tells a story. Levi, Ahve, Kida, Kamed, Rebi, Ve'etla. Levi was showing Kida in front of Levi and Etla. He like dislocated his hip. Why? Very, very understandable. Very understandable. Because when, 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 when you put the Rashi says when you're standing straight up, right, and you go down, and now you're putting your uh, pressure on your thumbs. Okay, so that puts a, a pressure on the back. Okay, because now when you're trying to get up, get up. So the the back of the of the leg over there, there's a pressure in order to get back into the straight position. So as he was trying to. Stand up from Kida, he dislocated his like hip or the back, and therefore became lame. So the Gibbara says, Yeah, because when you're leaning on your thumb, you need your, your, your back to push your back up. You understand? Because that's where all the pressure is. That's where the pressure is. So the Gibbara says, The Gibbara says, That would cause them to become lame? A person has to be very careful not to throw words towards heaven. Which is, when you're praying to Baruch Hu, you have to be careful how you pray. Do not say things that are a little, 
like uh, sharp. Shari Adam Gadol Gatiyah Tavarim Kadapeh Mal Gadol was a great man that said words, threw words up to Kadosh Baruch Hu, Vitlah, and he became lame. Uman Hu Levi, and who was that Levi? Remember we learned about Sechetani, there was no rain. So Levi prayed for Bnei Yisrael. What did Levi say? Ah, Borei Olam, you went to the Shamaim and you forgot about your children on earth. So that was already strong words. Wow. As if he's saying God abandoned his people. So what happened to Rav as uh, Levi as a result of it? Lame. God made him lame. So he goes, make up your mind. Did he become lame because he was Matiyah, the Vinikana Pei Ma'ala, or did he become lame because he showed Kida? So the Gebara says, They both cause, which means, really, it was both uh, contributing causes. How? If he just would have did Kida alone without being Matiyah, the Vinikana Pei Ma'ala, nothing would have happened to him. But once already was Matiyah, the Vinikana Pei Ma'ala, so now, Boreola waited to get him when he put himself in a, in a in a susceptible position where he could punish him easily. So when he showed Kida, so now already Boreola is okay, now we're going to get him for what he did. What is the thing that you're going to pay Ma'ala? Amar of which means like this they were Adam Hashubs. So, how did they get around being no fill up in him? Adam Hashubs, you cannot be no fill up in him unless you're and sure guaranteed. You so, what did they do? They would lean on their sides. When they would go down on the floor, they wouldn't put their straight body down, but they would lean to the side. So, that would get around the bum of the filat apayim. For a regular person comes out to go to Gibran on, on the stone floor, Gibran Tapayim is not a problem. What was their uh, issue? Their issue was their Adam Hashuv. So they, they, would, they would go on the side. side. <laughs>